Hello, my name's Heather and I run a bookshop called Fairfield Books in the inner north of Melbourne. Our address is 117A Station Street, Fairfield. We're an independent bookshop, but with a particular emphasis on children's books. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. We have a website, www.fairfieldbooks.com.au and we have regular newsletters you can subscribe to. Enjoy your reading and this podcast. Danny, Danny, thank you so much for having me back. And it's a joy to be back. And I believe you put a good spell uh, on the journey of Voice Wallers Universe about two years ago. And um, I've never, ever forgotten uh, how kind and generous you were to have me on early on um, when Trent Dalton and the world of uh, literary fiction went, were pretty strange to each other. And uh, I was very touched that you took the time of day, and I'm, and it's so cool that you took the time of day again. Who Ooh. wouldn't want to celebrate the Words and Nerds fabulous podcast? Thank you for listening to the Words and Nerds podcast. On this podcast, we chat about books, the writing process, and how literature has the power to change the world. I'm your host, Danny B. Tonight, I am super excited to welcome Guy Edmonds and Matt Zeramis, an Emmy Kids Award-winning comedy writing duo. Their debut children's TV series, Hardball, has won multiple awards and been sold worldwide. Now they write books, TV, films, and their kids' assignments. Cool. They love lime milkshakes. I have not tasted one of those before. Lasagna. Uh. Who doesn't love lasagna? They play video games, sport, and one day want to put bunk beds in their office so they can have naps after lunch. I can't believe you haven't done that already, guys. What's... We got pretty it's a, close. It's a work whip. in progress. <laughs> yes. it's, a, it's a whip. It's a whip. And my, my kids are actually upgrading their beds at the moment. So there is a pair of bunks upstairs that may need a home soon. So, Well, it's better than the bunk that I recently built for my two daughters, which took the better part of a day and nearly broke my entire spirit. And yes. marriage. And marriage. <laughs> they, so, bunk beds have a habit of doing that. They look easy, right? Yeah. You just think you're just going to stick another bed on top of another bed, a couple of screws, yeah. but it's eight. And then it comes, in, it, it comes in eight boxes and <laughs> no tools and... <laughs> You know, in instructions in Latvian. Half a page oh, yeah. of instructions. Yeah, well, this, this and will they're just me. pictures, just picture instructions. You know, what is est that screw? Est estimated assembly time, two hours. You go, no, it's not. It's not two hours. It's two never weeks. two hours. There, yeah. There's, a, there's. I won't, I won't say in case people, you know, you're not meant to. But there's this other brand that sort of has really user-friendly products mm -hmm. to put mm -hmm. together. And so lots of alum keys. Uh, yeah, it sort of comes with like, it's like three, four step process. So it's super <laughs> easy to put together and it costs a little bit more, but I think it's worth it for the um, the stress that you mm. save yourself. This is a paid advertisement. <laughs> I don't know who, who, we can't say the brand. Well, I, should say, I should say welcome. I know we've already gotten stuck into bunk beds and how cool it is to have it in your office, but hello, welcome, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having us, Danny B. <laughs> Yeah, thanks for yes. having us, Danny V. No problems. Uh, Guy E and Matt Z, that's what we're going to do tonight. That's how What's we're going to roll. <laughs> Yo, awesome. <laughs> I think we're going to have a bit of fun tonight. Now, look, guys, Emmy Award winners, like, that's pretty bloody impressive. Can you tell me about this? Pretty cool. Uh, yeah, so it's for, it's for our kids' TV show that Guy and I co-created and co-wrote called Hardball, uh, which screened on ABC Me. Season two just dropped recently. June twenty um, fourth, I think. June twenty four. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we we were aware that Hardball was nominated for for an Emmy, mm -hmm. uh, and which in itself was 
a pinch me moment and guy and I were like, whoa, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, then- but, but it, it's, it's funny. Like it's, um, I mean, it's, it sounds like a little bit of a cliche, so forgive me, apologies <laughs> in advance, but you did like never really, you don't set out to, you know, make an Emmy winning show, you just kind of set out to make a show that we, you know, we wanted to watch that was, mm. you know, both both for kids, but also, you know, what they call co-viewing, you know, something that uh, an adult uh, parent, guardian, you know, big sister, brother, whatever, can sit down and watch with the kind of key um, key audience and also enjoy. So, like, yeah, for us it was always about just making something that, you know, we found funny. Um, <laughs> and, and But, you know, it's amazing that's, you know, I think testament to um, obviously not just us but the entire yeah. team that made the show, um, Australian, uh, particularly Australian kids TV, has a real knack for traveling globally, even yes. though it is so uniquely Aussie. And like Hardball is very specifically set in a Western Australian Sydney primary you know, school. Yeah. yeah. But, and, but, uh, but yeah, you know, it's, it's been dubbed in French. It's, wow. you know, it's playing in, I think it's in is it Germany, France, Canada. Oh, um, it's all over the all place. Over place. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah. Super cool. Yeah. But they like that Aussie flavour too. Like you look at things like Bluey and things like that. Like that love yeah. that Aussie. I, I heard I read somewhere the other day that somewhere in, in America the kids are starting to speak with an Australian accent. Like how uh-huh. good's that? Yeah. For That's real life. Awesome. For real life. <laughs> yeah, my kids love Bluey. They're yeah. very much the, the target. Yeah, you know that. what? I love Bluey too, I've got to say. Mm. Oh, I, yeah, I think it's I a great show. I enjoy actually. watching it. And, and that's exactly, I think, Guy, you hit the nail on the head when it's for the parents as well, you know, because when your kids say, yeah. come and watch this with me, mm. you know, sometimes <laughs> you'd rather be doing something else. But then sometimes, you know, you get something like, yeah, this is something for me in that as well. Totally. Yeah. And, and you know, re- references from, you know, our childhoods yes. you know, growing up too. Um, and I think too, it's, it's important too in a world where we are getting more and more obsessed with, you know, screen time. I think any opportunity to share that time Yes. Um, with with someone, with your kids, or with, you know. Um, yeah, I guess, and there's nothing know. better than reliving your childhood and telling your kids, you know, about the 80s and how helmets, what were they, you know? Stack hats. Stack hats. Personal jinx. Jinx, jocks. <laughs> Actually, I, I, I got us, uh, Matt and I, we also got to direct um, a bit of season two as well. And uh, I, I got, I actually got a stack hat in uh, one of the episodes I directed. I was very happy wow. with that. I thought stack hats were honestly the coolest thing. They were so cool. Yeah, when I, I, I can't remember what color mine was, but geez, orange. I wore it with. Were they all orange? No, I think orange. I was anti-orange. I had a cool. Oh, I don't. Well, I just had the orange. Orange. I used to laugh at the kids with orange stack hats. <laughs> well, we. I'm glad I didn't meet you as a child because we wouldn't have. We wouldn't have been friends. I'm glad well, I met Post snack, stack hat. Yeah, and, and and whilst where you stack hat whilst eating a snack pack. A snack oh. pack. What was that oh, song? Oh, a snack, snack. snack. No. Blip. Snack pack. When the when a stack attack will do it. Snack pack. pack. Do you remember I just remember, I just remember I a little splash of icicle. icicle. Sweet Mary Lou has a dot on her face. Looks <laughs> like she can't make Better it. Better electrical. Bum, 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 bum. Uh, I don't remember Bella Electrical, but um, <laughs> I see I still remember. See, nostalgia. Uh, Isn't nostalgia wonderful? I yeah. Nostalgia. See, now your kids have, you know, helmets with princesses and, you know, like yeah. superheroes on them. Yeah. I much prefer a stack hat. Just a simple, yeah. simple, elegant stack hat. <laughs> In a simple, poorly designed piece of foam. <laughs> that has no bearing on your cranial injury whatsoever. Not going to help you if you no. fall at all. Yeah. But there's a difference now. I used to roller skate a lot and I just used to go roller skating. I didn't even used to wear a stack hat. And now oh, really? when, you, when you take your kids, 
oh, like roller skating. He's like ostracized. Elbow pads, knee pads, helmet. Like who is this person with <laughs> zero protective gear? Exactly. Clearly a terrible mother. <laughs> Clearly a terrible mother. So yeah. now I have to wrap them in bubble wrap just so I can fit in. And I'm like, I never did any of this stuff. Anyway. Uh, yeah. <laughs> very, very funny. Now we are here to talk about Zoo Crew. Oh, yeah, that's right. We don't, you know, we will, <laughs> but I'm sure we'll talk about many other things as well. Zany, new junior fiction comedy series. And you guys just seem to love to collaborate. But tell me, give me an elevator pitch for this, this Zoo Crew. Matthew? Uh, Zoo Crew is a uh, it's a book about three best buds: Eddie the elephant, Princeton the pig, and Mabel the mouse. It's, in, it's set in a world where they're everyone's animals. A walk and talk an animal. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's all set at Bazoogliville Primary School, or as we like to call it, uh, Zoo, Zoo Primary. Primary. <laughs> and it takes these three sort of uh, you know Eddie and Co aren't your sort of like heroes of the book; they're sort of underdogs and. Um, and we, we follow them through a whole load of kid-relevant quests like the sports carnival and the school fate and uh, there's, a, there's a school bully that's trying to get in their way called Echo the Eagle and she's got her two little meerkat minions that cause all sorts of headaches that. for them. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so we, we, we just... Because Zoo Crew, the first book, we've got three books coming out with, in the Zoo Crew mm. series. And each book sort of takes place around a particular event. So book one's all set around. They're all like they're all a day. They're all a day. It's like a day a day at the school. That's cool. Um, But you know, it's a pretty a pretty whack day. A lot happens (laughs) in in, in that day. But um, but yeah. If Eddie's a forgetful, humongous, big-hearted elephant, Mabel is a feisty mouse, and Princeton is a complete neat freak and a worrywart. I think that's me, actually. I think I'm that's already, me too. I'm already Princeton Danny. the pig. I was going to ask yeah. who are you guys. Oh, I'm definitely. Uh, oh, look, you know, I think for me personally, I'm, I'm probably a bit of each, but I, I do have uh, lots of Princeton traits, unfortunately. Mm. I feel your pain, Matt Z. Mm. I feel yeah. feel your pain. I think I'm the complete neat freak in a totes mm-hmm. worrywart. What about you, Guy? Uh, look, I'm probably uh, one of the uh, one of the supporting characters, William the Wombat, who is a <laughs> hyper hyper theatrical musical theatre lover. Ooh, so interesting. Yeah, he's pretty fabulous. So, uh, <laughs> William William is very fabulous, actually. He's flamboyantly fabulous. Oh, yeah, I love so, this. Yeah, so I, I, I reckon I, I got a little bit of Willie, a little bit of Willie in me. Fantastic, love it a lot. Now I did want to ask you. You deal with the athletics carnival. The athletics mm. carnival was hell when I was a kid. I hated it so much. Mm. So what's your relationship with the Athletics Carnival? Look, I, I personally, um, I was like you, Danny. I was not. Uh, <laughs> I was not an athletic child. Um, I've come. Neither to of us were, Danny. We were quite. We yeah. were. We this were. This is why we're here on a podcast talking about books. That's yeah, right. I, I, I was Rotund. off. Um, I was off. Uh, <laughs> you know, reading comics in the library or mm-hmm. hanging with my film, my film buddies, yep. uh, talking about the short films we were going to make. Yeah, uh, while everyone else was out uh, being awesome and fit, <laughs> I, I liked the you know like I was as a young kid I was I was I was sort of as big as an elephant maybe not quite as big but I was pretty big up until grade ten so the sports carnival and I used to dread swimming carnivals because it meant you had oh, to take, take your shirt, your shirt off, off. Oh, um, no. but then I just then I got fit in grade ten or eleven and started to love those things and and football and and, and then sports. you became a jock. Then I became a jock. Wow, no, just complete kidding. transformation. <laughs> yeah. but, Where um, are you now? Where you too, you too oh. can be a jock. <laughs> I'm, I, I, I'm sort of like caught between in two worlds, to be honest. There's, there's a little bit of jock in me that likes to follow the footy and, and you know, 
run and keep fit. And then there's the little the little kid that hates the sports carnival and, mm, and the pressure of it all. And so, you know, quite, quite a... Do you charge by the hour, Danny? Or is... I'm, I'm a complicated <laughs> man. I do. It, it does yeah. turn into a bit of a uh, psychoanalysis episode. Yeah. Sure. yeah. Every time. My, I help it. I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, I think one of the messages of the book is, you know, no matter what, what size or shape who you, you are, are yeah. like everyone should have a crack at sports carnival. And that's what I say to my kids too. Like, you know, you don't have to like it, you should, and you don't you have to win, do but you yeah. can just participate. Yeah, like, but and also, it. it's also it's, it's okay to like not be awesome at stuff too, totally. and it's okay to like not win. Like because you know, in life, like how many things are you really awesome at? You know, like one out of and, ten things. Yeah, yeah. If, if you're lucky, you know. If and in lucky. life, you know, in life they don't hand out you know participation awards. It's just you know you gotta you gotta you gotta do well, it. You yeah. know. But I'm the type of mum who's like, you came eighth place. That's amazing. Let's go out and have dinner. So I'm one yeah, of those parents. We'll all go out and have gelato. So that's gelato. the prize. Definitely. That's Definitely. the prize for our kitties in Zoo Crew Book One is <sighs> the the winners of the Relay Race at Athletics Carnival win not only gelato, they win a year's worth of gelato. So the stakes oh. are mm-hmm. high. Fantastic. Very, very, very high. high. Do you guys, is it lime gelato? What's with the lime milkshakes? Oh, it's I'm, like I, another it's 80s a, thing. It's a Queensland thing, yeah. I think. Oh, 80s uh, Queensland. Have you ever had a lime gelato? I have a lime, um, lime milkshake. Lime I milk. haven't. Oh, I haven't. They're the best. I think I've, yeah. where have I been? Living in a cave. Or, or not living in Brisbane. Yeah. <laughs> like in a very, near a very specific servo, like right. the only servo right. in Brisbane that actually sells them. I'm going to sort yeah. it out. I'm going to find yeah. myself some sort of lime milkshake. And they're very good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm not convinced, but I'm willing no, it's to not give it like, crack. It's not I'm like lime, fresh lime. It's like just, yeah, it's, it's basically not a, it's, green sugar. It's not sugar. lime at all, is it? Green it's sugar. Green. Okay, it's like, so it's like someone probably like messed up with the vanilla once and it went green <laughs> and they went, you know, let's just call it lime because it's is green. Cool. Yeah, yeah, that works. Yeah. Oh, I like the colour of it. Yeah, anyway. Well, that's cool. Now, how do you create your characters? I mean, you got, and, and how do you do it together? So do you have this huge brainstorming session together? Do you have the post-it notes? Do you just sit around? How do you do this? How does it happen? How does the magic happen? Pretty, I mean, kind of pretty much like that, you know. Like we, I get, like we always go in these sort of cycles of, um, you know, like the, the generating of ideas and then, you know, we might spend a bit of time doing that if, you know, some projects are winding up. Um, or we've, you know, we've got a little bit of, you know, a bit of spare time. Uh, and then once, um, so when we're in that kind of creating stage, we just do exactly that. We get together and we throw a whole lot of ideas around. We'd be like, you know, what about this? Or, you know, what, what's, um, you know, what's something we haven't done before? Um, uh, what, you know, this might be something funny we've seen or heard. Um, Is that in, the point where you kind of have no limits, where you just go, let's just throw all these ideas and totally. see what comes of them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, with things like things like this that are that are, you know, something you, you're working on quite a bit. We, whilst we can, we are pretty open to that idea evolving and changing too. So you know, we'll 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 often have these sort of like detailed kind of uh, energetic bouts of text messaging back and forth you know so we don't necessarily always need to be in the same room but we're often often our brains are thinking about the same thing so there is a there is a back and forth a lot so that me- that means that when we get together and actually sit down and and get to work there's a lot you know a lot of groundwork has already been yeah. done yeah um but i think too you know like you know we spoke about hardball and we you know guy and i've been working together for for 
such a long time now that since like I mean we went to uni we were in different yeah. years but we were we um, Matt was in third year I was in first year at QUT in Brisbane cool. both studying as actors um aha uh-huh. uh-huh. pretty pretty um, and then we uh we did this show together called Holding the Man uh which started in 2006 in Sydney and then had this kind of incredible incredible run um, we ended up doing over 300 shows of it and wow. traveling all around the world. Um, doing it in and, London's West End, which was uh, amazing. Yes. yes, that was in, in 2010. Very cool. Um, and then, yeah, so we've kind of, you know, it, it helps that we have this uh, almost, you know, close to 20-year mm. um, shorthand. Uh, so when, when we do get together, we know, I mean, it comes back to what I was saying earlier, just about like, um, you know, making each other laugh. You know, like we we know pretty quickly if if the rubbers hit the road with an yeah. idea, uh, yeah. and, then, and then it's really just about like advancing and extending that idea. So by Shaping. the time by the yeah. time it's like down as maybe a paragraph or a one page, it's this kind of just we've gone down the rabbit hole and just followed the thread until we've gone. Oh yeah, that's cool. You know, <laughs> yeah. and I think and, we and, both sort of identified now what what you know elements are required for a story to work and and you know what you know like for example not having three characters that are you know unless you're trying to intentionally do something funny but you know trying to have characters that are different and you know have different attitudes so to speak yeah so yeah it's it's been it's good it's we've, we've got a i think you know our brains we sometimes joke about you know like together our brains sort of you know, it's like Voltron. They 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 create <laughs> Merge a bigger together. Than, yeah, and I love that collaborative soulmates. Yeah, it's good. You know, we super cool. We're always um honestly it, always always bouncing back and forth ideas about about something. So, and it extends into the writing, the actual scripting process too. Like we, um, like with the first, I remember, I think it was the pilot for Hardball. We sat down and we wrote it out. We we wrote together because we were establishing. Um, you know, so many, so many different voices and what mm-hmm. these people sound like and, you know, how, how are we describing them, you know, kind of building it from the, from the ground up. Um, but then, um, you know, what we do kind of more so now is we, we go away and we sort of, you know, divide, divide the work and then we come together and we kind of do passes on like not not officially do passes on each other's work but we both kind of build on what the other has done but we both know what what we're writing we both know what the characters sound like we both know the plot because we you know we've plotted it together um but it's it's such a cool process because it's almost like opening a joke it's like opening a present going like oh (laughs) Oh, what's matt done with with the with the second half of the script or the you know and um but uh but then then it's always about building and extending on that so that like we we yeah we always try to advance advance ideas as, as I guess as far as we can until the joke or the the scene is you know serving its best purpose mm. within the function of the script. Oh, I um, love that so much. Now it's all sounding very harmonious and beautiful, but there's got to be some times when you know someone's gonna wants to die on this hill. Have you had any you know conflicts in this collaborative process? Couple, but rarely. Yeah, like mm. oh, but not. Yeah, like a few. We've had a few blips over the years, you know. Like any any good relationship does. Like any good have. marriage. Yeah, you know, <laughs> work work marriage. But it has been. It's it's less it's less blips than my real marriage has had. <laughs> uh... I say with love. I say with love to my wife who's outside. 
Um, and you will never listen to this. So um, what's that podcast you just did, babe? Oh, don't worry. No, no, wait, I think, I think was, she forgot to press record. It was or so something. bad. Just don't, don't worry about it. Um, no, but you know, like, I mean, because yeah. Anyway, no, no, but I, but but it's, I think it's, the more I keep talking about that, the worse it'll sound. It is. Just keep <laughs> digging. Just keep digging. I'm just letting you go. See how quiet yeah. I was. They just keep right. digging. <laughs> no, but but it, it always it's um it's never it, it, the the couple you know I, I can think maybe of two or three times over the course of you know probably seven years maybe well how long we've we been writing together like I don't know eight, eight, properly six years seven years longer I think. Or longer, yeah. Super awesome, hey, twenty twelve. So, oh yeah, true. Yeah, so yeah. nearly, nearly ten years. Say a decade, um, round it up. Yeah, let's say twenty years. Um, uh, no, I hate you. Gosh, uh, God, you don't understand me. Oh, yeah, that you. is such like you to yeah. say that, Matthew. Such a typical guy thing. Oh, <laughs> typical Matt. No, but it's it's it. It always comes from it's. It never comes from a place of, you know, personal frustration. It's always about the work. Yeah. You know, like Matt and I, we have, uh, you know, sometimes to a fault. Uh, I know I do like a, a very dogged work ethic when it comes to making something really excellent, you know, yeah. like I really want, I just want to put, you know, put good stuff out into the world. Yeah. Um, you know, so on the few occasions where we have butted heads, it's it's generally been about like an impasse of an idea um, and just like the passion behind why in this particular instance, which is so rare because we, we're generally, you know, on the same page about yeah. like, no, why this way is the way we should do it, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, but but it's, it's like I say, it's, it's, it'd be a handful. You yeah. know, we count them on one hand. But I love that it's about the work. And, you know, I think when you go into writing and you get your feedback and it's all very hard and you have to hear people's opinions, <laughs> if you can put that ego aside and think it's about the work, that's where you get the best work, right? Yeah. Totally. I think, you know, for Guy and I too, he's just just said before that, you know, we started out as actors and stuff. So we're sort of used to people yeah. picking a, picking at us and telling us we're, you know, giving us a critique and yep. not being right for something. And uh, so that, I mean, the, the, the sort of personal. So you're saying your ego has been bashed so much, you're good. Like you're it good. actually has, Danny. Like, yeah, yeah we've, it's been through the ringer. <laughs> so, <laughs> and you're like, I'm still here. I'm totally. Good. You know? Yeah, water off a duck's butt. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. Yeah, now, no, you not only collaborate with each other though, you then have to collaborate with an artist. I mean, William Peter Popple, the Poppinator. <laughs> William Peter Popple. I don't know. Yeah. William I Peter Popple. William Peter Popple. Oh, who, who, what a great um, name. What a great who name. We've never has. met. We've never yeah. met. Oh, really. Right. <laughs> Our collaboration with William Peter Popple is one of the most. <laughs> Where do I start? Where do I start? Working with Peter uh, is <laughs> William. We did a Zoom we, with him once. We did once. do a Zoom with him. Yeah. So that but, that's uh, the publishers in between and the conduit between that collaboration. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty, yeah. Yeah. Particularly and, and, with a book like I mean I well that's I was going to show you a photo. It's a podcast. I can't show you visual <laughs> stuff, but it's it's, it's, it's a it's a heavily. <laughs> It's a very heavily illustrated book, yep, yep. you know, um, and I've I got to say, like, the, the I kind of feel like the work, not to diminish, uh, you know, what we've done, but, you know, our the, our work on this book was kind of a, a drop in the ocean compared to what the, you know, the editor and um, the illustrator had to do in terms of the layout and telling the story visually. Yeah. Like it's insane. It's actually been a really fun process because this is our first book. So 
getting to experience someone bringing your characters to life yeah. uh, has been a joy. And, and we have not been hands-on at all with it. You know, part of me felt like we would have been a little bit more hands-on initially, but giving it, giving Peter and, you know, the team at Scholastic the freedom to to do what they've done, I think it's been a really good move. And, because, and also trust that, like, they've, they've done it a billion, yeah, a billion more times, times than us. Like, we're, you know, we, we tell a good story, but in terms of, like, how to put together an illustrated book, it's like, yeah, they've got no idea. Um, you know, I think the most, like, uh, William, uh, William Peter Popple did... Um, maybe a couple of rough uh, character illustrations at the beginning. And I think like the most feedback we had is like, oh, just make, I think one character was looked slightly less confident than the other. And we were like, oh, it should be the other way around. And that was about okay. it. Yeah. And then wow. he just kind of, you know. just So you, you had a vision and he either met the vision or you were just happy to go with that vision. Yeah. Like that's right. So I think, yeah, but there was a, a sort of a, no, you know, like a, a pitch process initially. when we, we looked at a couple of illustrators, but we were, we're very open to what, you know, the team at Scholastic, when they recommended someone for it, we're like, yeah, cool. That sounds good. But, <laughs> and then, and then they, they sort of like, you know, did a few mock character illustrations, which um, yeah. Like I still remember that day, to be honest, when they came through going, I would, you know, we called each other and we're like, Holy have you seen oh, this? Yeah. yeah. Like <laughs> there's so many little, there's so many little sort of landmark moments throughout the, the creation of Zoo Crew for us because it is our first book. So everything's, everything's got that novelty feel, you know, mm. you know, mm. so it's not like, yeah. Other but it's, authors, a, but it's also, it's true. Like, I mean, I, I think, um, you know, we haven't yet, written a book i say yet because we might but you know like a book without pictures mm-hmm. um but you know it's also like you know we wouldn't expect peter to come and say like hey guys just wondering uh you know in chapter two this you know what if this story had you thought about this as the story you know like it's that that's you know we do what we do and he and he and scholastic and the team they do what they do and then sort of we just trust that um the two the two meet and and mm. fortunately they did yeah. and then add to the story and then make totally. it more, greater it, voltron it voltrons yeah you know? but it's that. the same it's the same in um you know it's it's similar in the filmmaking process you know like yeah. there's just it, more people yeah and, more. and that mm. process works the best i reckon when you you trust the people around you to do their job really really well so mm. you've got you know great uh, uh comp Com- composers that bring you know the movie to life with the music and uh, you know a great editor and and you know director and, uh, cinematographer yeah. you know so, so it's about holding the work loosely doing the whatever's best for the work and trusting the experts to do their part in the yes in the process yeah and then yeah. there's an old saying like it's they use it specifically with directing you know um but i think it applies to kind of any creative endeavor is that, you know, they say like directing is 80% casting that, you know, that if you get your, if you get your casting right um, as a director of TV or film, um, then that's, you know, a huge part of your job done because the actors will just, they'll just do their thing and you, you gently guide. Uh, but it's the true of, you know, being a producer or, or a director, if you're choosing a cinematographer or, you know, um, the, the writer, different writers you collaborate with, if you, if you make those decisions, uh, you they're informed and you take the, you know, you take time to make the right decision up front. It saves you yeah. so much work down the line mm. because that, that. I mean, that's the foundation upon which you build everything. And if that foundation is flawed at the beginning, you know, you might end up putting a roof on the house at the end of it, but it will it will eventually the house fall won't over. Be stable. It won't be so, and cracks will form, and people will go. You know, I've seen better houses, to be honest. 
you know, I, think I'll go I mean, and look at that I mean house. it looks like a house. I can tell it's a house, but I just, I mean, it's like a lot it's of other houses I've it. seen. I'm going to buy the house next door without a crack. Yeah, versus, you know. I, Love it. I love the analogy. Mm. Now, I, I think humour sometimes <laughs> is underrated, you know, like you, you think, oh, it must be so easy to write a kid's book, must be so easy, you know, but humour comes from a, an intelligent place and a place of a lot of thought. So how do you write funny stories? Well, first of all, Zoo Crew is a drama and we're offended that you would label it a comedy. Um, have you read the book, Danny? <laughs> like, seriously. And, yeah, uh, so is you know Hardball. What? This podcast is over. It's over. Bat and the ball. Um, <laughs> no, I think it goes back to what, what, what Guy said about trying to write stuff, like writing stuff that we find funny. So we, we have, like, our, our creative process is a blast because we have so much fun bringing it to life and making each other laugh and, like Guy said, advancing some ideas and, and then taking an idea too far and bringing it back. And so, or, they're, or they're taking it even further. Who, who brings it back? Is it you guys or is it the publisher? Who says, oh, I'm going to rein that in a bit? Oh, well, it's sort of the, yeah. Sometimes you, you we know. like to give it like always. It's always best to uh, you know what's that saying like you know go go fully armed to a gunfight. Yeah, totally. You know, so like we we will you know we there might be a few things that will I and mean, we'll, we'll flag test that we with. go like this might be too much, but let's leave it in and see yeah. you know let's see what happens. See what happens. And then if you know, and then and sometimes and, they come back with something that you didn't think <laughs> that you're like. You and know, you go, you've got really? an issue with that, but you what missed about that this? massive sexual innuendo, but you you're fine with that. That's cool. Okay. I'm, gonna, I'm actually gonna read Zuko again and look no, for that sexual no, innuendo. No, not in Zuko, not in Zuko. <laughs> uh um no, but um but you know, because it's the I think you know, if you set out and this is an old saying, right? But if you set out to please everyone, you ultimately don't end up pleasing anyone. Yeah, true. Uh you know, so if uh you know, like I said, if if um if, if I can make Matt laugh with it or, or vice versa, chances are not everyone, but hopefully an, an, a decent amount of people to warrant an audience are also going to find that same thing funny, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, we reckon, you know, yeah, we've got a pretty good laugh laugh meter. So you, I guess you just got to, you know, when the more the more that we're doing that, the more we sort of trust that and go, well, well let, you know, let's, let's back ourselves. and On and, that too. And I've, I've never really actually thought about that as a question, Danny, because it's just like something that I think we just do. Mm-hmm. But um, as I think about it, I think also like our acting, uh, particularly the theatre acting that Matt and I have done. Our drama roles? <laughs> no, but no, no, I'm, I'm talking like, namely The Holding the Man, which was like a funny show, right, that we did, you know. Until did, I died in it. Uh, did you, write you just give away the, the give away the ending? <laughs> Spoiler alert! So I had a, a pretty sweet death scene in it. Oh, you did. have to tell me now. He turned into a puppet. It was I turned into a puppet, and I did uh, this like amazing, it was super intense. Puppet it was dying yeah. sequence. It's based on a true story by a book uh, about a, a, this, the, the same name. But, but anyway, so not to, not not just so confused. It. It's based on a true story. You died like a puppet. Can <laughs> you? I need some what? further explanation. Theater, theater. <laughs> it's a love um, story. It was a love story. Um, set during can the I Asian. can I just get back to <laughs> is this a kids podcast we might not uh... can, can I just get back to why I think we're sorry, funny Matt I'm sorry guy. Um, no no but just I, I think you know just doing that but also like a lot of the other theater shows we've done that are funny um, oh, you do, yeah, you do, good. you do get a good kind of barometer night after night, particularly, yeah. you know, t- actually testing, which, uh, you know, I think sometimes happens because it's out of your control sometimes because you feel like mixing things up a little bit, but just testing what makes something funny. And then, you know, just changing, changing the, like the slightest rhythm and having a joke fall flat or, but a, delivering, 
or a cough or something where you go, oh my God, that killed the joke. That little thing killed the joke. Mm, um, so like so it's, it's, we're, we're quite, we're quite, um, uh, what's attuned. the word? Attuned. Well, yeah, but also very specific about mm-hmm. what makes something funny. The science it, of comedy. The science of comedy. Yeah. Yes. I love the, dip, the, the comma, the, the, the difference that a comma can make to a joke uh, or to a punchline. Um, yeah. which I, I think, you know, we've, whether we've consciously or not, I think we learned a bit of that from working with other great writers and directors. Yeah. But in it's theater. true. You go and see comedy or a comedy show or even TV or whatever, and it's always the delivery, isn't it? And someone yeah. can say something and you think that's not funny at all. And then someone says, and it's absolutely hilarious. Yep. Totally. I love it. Uh, so why, why kids? Why do you write for kids? Uh, well, guys got two beautiful little kids and I've got, three beautiful little kids too. Um, so, you know, for my, and my son's now 14. So for the, I guess for the last 15 years, 14 years, my world has been kids. So I find it personally very rewarding to write stuff that they think is cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and are we have a very, with. very mature sensibility. Too. That's, the, that's the other one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is that, is it, <laughs> we're basically just big idiots really. So. <laughs> Best kind of people. Let's try to paint the, uh, well, you know. No, it was, it was this, I, I sort of remember this moment where, where like we were working on this this show with this really good producer who actually, yeah, is, is awesome and, and was developing this idea with, with Guy and I as a, as, as a, you know, big person show. And then we were like, what if that show was a kid's show? And then it, it sort of just it dawned snowballed. Us. It snowballed. Yeah. That's cool. And it, it just felt like everything clicked into place. And that because people didn't necessarily, I don't think, take us all that seriously in that bigger adult space. So in the kids' space. <laughs> and it, still it, don't. <laughs> yeah. I know you might, we, we may have, you know, a show that's won an Emmy, but uh that that's that means nothing. Um, <laughs> no. So it, it's did um, you get to frock up for your Emmy or was it did COVID destroy uh, all these COVID dreams? destroyed it, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, no, but I, I think yeah, just there there is a yeah, I think we are kind of a bit, you know, a bit childish. Um and it you know, come, being adults pretty boring, so it comes naturally. Yeah. Uh, but it's also like it's it's super, it's super fun, you know. And I think like the the joy, the joy for us too is actually, you know, making making a show for a younger audience, but also something like I said at the beginning, something that we would want to watch yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and and you know, like, you know, just to kind of add to that idea, you know, ma- making hardball, for example, was an amazing experience with the with the child cast and and they were they they were so grateful and so much joy that they would turn up to on set every day and get so now you get to experience that with the child you know the, the, the child audience it's sort of the same with with books you know guy and I are really once COVID does pass really super keen to go out into as many schools as we yeah. can and just read to kids and and bring the characters to life and try to inspire a few of the you know kids that maybe wouldn't have connected to reading as much mm-hmm. and, and get them get them engaged with reading because well know. both we've spoken about this map but like you know both you and I were fortunate to have a couple of uh, you know key mentors in in yeah. teachers growing up you know that really instilled. Um, the importance of creative thinking and lateral thinking and uh, that, you know, that the arts and humanities uh, are a very important way of life, even if you do want to go off and be 
an engineer uh, or a scientist that, you know, arts and uh, they kind of define who we are as people. Um, It's, you know, the human experience, you know. So I think just to get that into as many brains as is possible uh, is kind of, yeah. Well, you're speaking to the converted, so absolutely. (laughs) Now, you guys, long-time collaborators, you know, you're in this beautiful, uh, let's call it work marriage, uh, collaborative soulmates, I like to call it. What defines a Guy E, Matt Z piece of creative work? Heart. I think Heart, it's laughs, oh. laughs. <laughs> oh, I was going to say laughs. I don't know Heart, what else. Heart and laughs, I think. Yeah. Heart and laughs. Doesn't get yeah, much better than that, does it? I, I reckon. Um, Heart, laughs. Yeah. We also like, I mean, like if we're talking like really close up, we love a we love a wrong name gag. I think we put that in. <laughs> we put everything that in. Done. Pretty much everything we've done, a character, when they first met, uh, they introduce themselves and everyone gets the name wrong around them. I don't know. It's just funny. But uh, there's, there's, because we've got a few things like we've got a bunch of stuff that we're, we're, we're working on and, and characters and worlds that we're bringing to life. And, and we are sort of creating a bit of a, a little universe that we like to, you know, like it's a lot of it is just stuff that Guy and I would, um, would pick up on. Um, but hopefully many years down the track, it's stuff that, you know, a, a whole kind of like broader we, fan base will also pick up on and go like, no, did you see in book six? Put, the yeah, thread, threads, threads of everything in everything else. Just, yeah, through, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, so, but no, but uh, yeah, heart, hearts, heart and, and hearts and laugh and the occasional fart, right? <laughs> Lot, yeah. Well, I mean, Zuko's got got a fair amount of I think we did a fart count. I think we did a fart count. count. What's the fart count? I I I can't remember, but it was it was in the few hundreds. Few hundreds. Wow. Okay, I wasn't expecting that. That's pretty cool. More laughs than farts, or more farts than laughs? Hopefully, in equal measure. (laughs) That's usually the case, though, isn't it? When's a fart not funny? Really, right? There's a great. um, Have you ever read Kurt Vonnegut's Galapagos? I have not. Uh, there's just a great it's a it's quite a quite a whack book but mm. it jumps i think from memory like a, a few million years and humans <laughs> have evolved into um these kind of sea creatures it's an adult book um yeah. but uh yeah at one point all these new um evolved humans are all sitting around a campfire and one of them farts and they all laugh and it's like no matter how evolved we become we will always laugh, laugh. Out of fart, yeah. farts will always be funny. Heart, laugh, and fart. Lovely, mm. lovely sort of rhyming too. It's great. Mm. Alliteration. Lovely. Yeah, we like yeah. a bit of rhyming. Who doesn't? Rhyming, yeah. alliteration. It's great. Mm. Well, Guy E, Matt Z, Danny, Danny B. Danny B. <laughs> what is- we should start a pop band. Yeah. We definitely we should. should. Yes. Coming up, Guy E, Danny V, and Matt Z with their new hit. <laughs> Words and nerds. Oh, can I play yeah. that weird 80s guitar piano? The synth. The keytar. Keytar. Yeah. Keytar. Yeah. I want to play the keytar. Can I play that? So, so long okay. as I can play rototoms. They're the ones that yes. in the... Doom, 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 oh, doom, yes. Doom, doom. Matt, what do you oh, want? What do you well, want? look, to be honest, Danny, I wanted the keytar as well. So <laughs> I'm trying to think about what my next I move is. You, you well, Picture I'll this. just go vocals. Me in the middle on rotated and two keytars either side. I've never seen oh, that before. That is a powerful image. I've never seen that before. Are you left-handed, Danny? I'm not. I'm right-handed. I'm Are you sorry. willing to learn? Yes. Are you willing to learn? One could be like that. One could be like that. Yeah, I'm we'll definitely willing to learn to play it left-handed. I can't <laughs> play it right-handed, so I could, I'll just learn to play just it start. That's right. Go southpaw. Yeah. I like that. I like how, you know, we both said we're both Princeton big and then we both decided <laughs> we wanted to play the guitar. <laughs> That's very good, isn't it? <laughs> 
<laughs> Very in our, good. In our, in our um, 80s glam rock band. Oh, yes. <laughs> This is going to be a thing, guys. I'm so excited. Mm. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for your Thank time. You. This has been so much fun. I love Pleasure. your work. And it has just been such a fun time to talk to you both about process and have some fun. And, uh, yeah, hear about how amazing your collaboration is. I love speaking about collaboration and process. So thank you, Guy E and Matt Z. It's been fun. Thank you, Danny V. Cheers, mate. Yeah. You're all right. You're all right. Thanks mate. for having us, Danny. Yeah, brilliant. I'll thank see- you. Thank you very much. (laughs) Thank you for listening to the Words and Nerds podcast. We'd love to engage with you on social media. You can find the podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Danny V Books, Words and Nerds podcast. You can also subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. Stay safe and read more books.